Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here for more of your listener questions. That's right. I'm still out at Walt Disney World with my boy, Scotty G. But we are together along with Ricky on today's show to answer your questions. And we get some great questions about suggestions for quick service dining, but not in the Magic Kingdom. At the surrounding resorts, where should you go for quick service dining at the Polynesian Grand Floridian or the Contemporary or even maybe uh, Wilderness Lodge? So we give some suggestions there. We also get a question about the benefits of staying on site at Disneyland as opposed to the good neighbor hotels. And some of those benefits have just improved over the last couple of weeks. So we have that discussion today. We also get a fun question about other things that we might be willing to pay extra for to get immediate access to at Walt Disney World. We get a great proposition from one of our listeners, and then we have that discussion. We want to hear what you think. And finally, we actually get a question about what the bell means. When I ring the bell on the show, what does that mean? And I'm not really sure. This and many more questions coming your way on today's podcast. Don't forget today's show always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out today for all of your Disney trip planning needs, whether it's to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney. The great agents are standing by right now to help you plan a magical vacation. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help us out, especially on Prime Day. Just click through BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all this podcasting possible, and our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, please come on over to Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2115 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. But I'm on vacation. I'm off this week and I am currently at Disneyland. So give us a follow at the old hashtag B-O-G-P at D-L. So B-O-G-P A-T. DL to follow myself and Scotty G as we are in the middle of an epic Disneyland vacation. And we'll be giving you all the coverage. We'll be going live on Instagram, maybe here on Facebook and YouTube. Who knows what will happen, but follow all the adventures along. But we're recording a little bit early. We never want to leave you without a podcast here on the feed. So joining me today to answer your listener questions, we have Ricky from the themouseforless.com. And Ricky, we had the 4th of July on Monday, and I hope all digits are still intact. I hope you had a great 4th of July. Yeah, uh, my parents were here, so we had a very nice time hanging out and uh, doing all kinds of Atlanta things. So um, getting to experience some fireworks here. Uh, it's interesting. My, uh, the town we live in uh, does fireworks the night before, so uh, we you know, went and saw those, and then on the 4th, uh, we were kind of looking for where to go because our normal spot, they aren't doing fireworks anymore. So uh, that's that's kind of the challenge. It's, uh, you know, when COVID hit, you know, they they, they nixed the fireworks where we usually go. So, um, and 
the place that, that they have it at now, you actually have to pay to get in to see the fireworks. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, I'm not paying. I'm not paying to free. see these fireworks. So <laughs> yeah, stand back and you'll probably see them for free. I mean, you know. exactly. So thanks, but no thanks. So yeah, figuring that out was a challenge, but it was a good time. It was a good time. All right. All right. Also joining us from up in the mitten, but he is with me right now with his family, my family. We are at the Disneyland Resort. We have hashtag Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Hey, Mike. Happy Wednesday. Wasn't it so nice to Ricky to FaceTime us, the fireworks from Atlanta, like three hours before we saw them That's in right. uh, at Disneyland Park? That was really nice. For yeah, yeah. If anything, I would say, uh, could you FaceTime me, the fireworks from Disneyland on, you know, the 4th, but whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It'd be like one in the morning for you, but yeah. That's sure. all right. I'll, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> She's kind of a night owl, but yeah, we are at Disneyland. So of course we're recording early. What do you expect we are doing right now as we fill our listeners ear holes as they're tuned in i think we're eating some chili quiches right now <laughs> i <laughs> hope so i hope so uh yeah i think uh i think we're i think we're having some breakfast right now you know you know tearing up some chili quiches kind of thinking about the next move we're gonna do maybe we're gonna go to pirates of the caribbean afterwards let's do it Arr, let's do it but before we do that and get to more disneyland fun we have to answer some questions and we have liana here in the live chat with us and she has a question. She says, we're thinking about doing a trip to the Redwoods and Kings Canyon in September of next year. I was thinking of ending the trip with a few days at Disneyland. Is Disneyland like Disney World with their deposit and final payment? $200 down and final payment 45 days before arrival. And is it worth it to stay on property at land? Okay, first of all, it is a $200 deposit for packages. And just like Walt Disney World, final payment's 30 days. It's 30 days at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, so it's, it's a month out. I always tell my guests 31, just so we have a little wiggle room. Just give you 24 hours notice, um, just so we're safe, so I can sleep better at night. But it is 30 days. And staying on property, so we are, you know, it's my first time to Disneyland right now. We're staying at the Disneyland Hotel, because I was like, you know, I got to do this, right? It's my first time. I want to stay. I could have stayed at any of the three, but I wanted to stay at the Disneyland Hotel, because I thought that was the... The place to be as a Disney fan. But Scott, I know you've stayed off-site and you rave. I think you stay at the Fairfield sometimes and you say it's it's just fine to have that experience off-site as well. You've said that, I think. Yep, it absolutely is. I, I really like the Fairfield there on Harbor. Um, you'll hear this a lot that a lot of the good neighbor hotels are actually closer sometimes to, to the Disneyland security gates and they can be. Um, but to me, I just, I mean, it just depends on what you're looking for in your vacation. Like I've done like really quick trips out there where like, that's going to make financial sense, right. To save a few bucks and stay off site, still get the great experience in the parks. But I just, as a Walt Disney world guy, I just love the resorts. I love just soaking in that atmosphere, waking up on Disney property, taking a short walk over. There's just something magical about it. So I would just say like, you know, it's just depends on what you want to do financially. If you can swing it to stay on site, I think there's so many great benefits to doing so. And that's what I would recommend. Yeah. The, the way I kind of see it is, and you mentioned it, like if you're a fan of the resorts, like when I go to Walt Disney World, I first started going to Walt Disney World as a theme park fan. as kind of an amusement park fan, actually kind of somebody who was like a Six Flags type guy. And now I've gone into more of the theme park and now more. The resort is where it's at for me. Like, I like going to the theme parks, but I like going to the Yacht Club and hanging out there for a while, then bouncing over to the Grand and hopping over to Wilderness Lodge to Geyser Point. It's really about the resort experience. So I think that now that I'm kind of at that point in my journey with my vacationing, I think that's why the on-site hotels are going to be better for me. But if you're somebody who's there to just go into Disneyland, Disney's California Adventure, I think those off-site good neighbor hotels can suit you well. So, Ricky, what would you say to this? Well... 
I mean, I've done both. So I've stayed off site and I have stayed on site. Um, as you said, there are certainly benefits to both. Uh, you know, the walk, not, you know, not having to deal with a whole lot um, from the Disneyland Hotel was fantastic. I enjoyed that a lot, um, but you are correct. Some of those Disneyland Resort area hotels are actually closer to the main gates. Um, and, you know, I've stayed at hotels where they actually like drop you off. There's a bus area right, mm -hmm. right next door. They drop you off there and it, I mean, it was so quick to get to the, the, the parks. So I, like you say, if you really want to soak up as much Disneyland as possible, then stay on site. But if you really are looking to save a little bit of money and you don't mind, you know, maybe sacrificing a little bit of the, you know, Disneyland magic, uh, in the sense of like, you know, you won't be all encompassed, um, then the Disneyland hotel nearby hotels are, are just fine. Um, I, I toured a few of them on my trip um, just a couple weeks ago. I uh, got to see a few really nice ones uh, that are certainly um, great options uh, and they you know, have all kinds of budgets for those. Um, I've stayed at the Hyatt, of course, down in Orange County. Um, and that's great because they have a shuttle um, that you do have to pay for. But again, it drops you off right there at that bus area um, and the shuttle runs you know, consistently. So you know i it really just like you said it does depend on what kind of uh experience you want to have with um your hotel and and that's where i'll leave that okay also um real quick with the offsite hotels you're going to get some more of those amenities that if you're not like if you go to walt disney world you know like you cannot expect to get like a continental breakfast you know or stuff like right. that included where you know, whenever we go to Schaumburg for cheerleading or we go to the Dells and stay at a hotel at the Dells for cheerleading or wherever we go, you know, Indianapolis, that, that's always included with whatever hotel we go to. You know, you're always going to get like a breakfast. You're going to get, you know, some other yeah. kind of more standard hotel inclusions, which you don't get with Walt Disney World. That's kind of a delineation, too, with the on-site. Again, Disneyland, you're not going to get that with their on-site hotels, but you might get that across the street, right. you know, like a court of Yeah. And then the Fairfield, like one of my biggest hacks is like the Fairfield, especially there's a Panera that's right next door. You just mobile order some Panera and then you just grab it and then you just walk up, have breakfast or eat it at the gates while you're waiting for the for the parks to open. It's just a really nice, nice way to save time and a little bit of money, too. So I really like that. Now, now I will say, you know, Disney uh, just, in, you know, reintroduced the fact that, you know, early um, entry is coming back to the Disneyland, you know, resort. Uh, so, you know, that part is nice if you're, you know, an early riser and I mean, even I'm an early riser at Disneyland. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's not hard to hit this when you're there, uh, but you will be able to get into the parks early if you are staying at a Disneyland resort hotel. So that is an option. And there, there's some other parks that they just announced as well. So, um, you want to check the, if you missed that, you might want to check that, uh, those, that news out on mouse for less. Yeah, um, so. yeah, and check it out because we just recorded last, last Friday. We were talking about all these things, and like it happened within 24 hours, Disneyland made some of these things happen. Like Scott was bemoaning that you had to make your reservations. It was kind of challenging that on site guests should have a little preferential treatment. And then within 24 hours of Scott saying this on Facebook and YouTube, now there's something called preferred dining reservations for on-site guests coming in August. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, and you're going to be able to do some uh, resort delivery with purchases. Yes. There's actually going to be some 
where they're going to certain restaurants are going to be delivering food to the lobbies of the on-site hotels. There's going to awesome. be pool parties with characters starting July 1st, by the way. So we are going to be rocking out with some characters at the pools at the nice. Disneyland Hotel. And what else? We had the early morning hours. I mean, they announced so many things for the summer. And of course, there's a discount for like late summer. Um, so I know why couldn't have been an early I, summer I, discount. That's, I that's what I needed. I, Mike. I was looking for you. I was trucking for you, but it was like August. I was like, dang, we're gone. But yeah, I mean, they're definitely really trying to entice you to stay at those uh, three hotels. So I think yeah. it's uh, worth it. In okay. the pre-show, we joked about. I think there's an insider that listens to the show that must like have Disney's ear, <laughs> or they're like a secret like Disney like, cast member that just listens to our ideas and like, oh yeah. They talked about the beer guest podcast. Yeah, we should go do that. Right, we should totally do that. We did. We did it again. We did it again, guys. I I read that. I was like, this cannot be happening because it happens too often. It's spooky. Too way too often. It's very freaky. All right. So Andrew's got a question here. We love Andrew. He's been with us forever. He says, "What are your thoughts on Disney pulling uh, out of the Brightline Train project? Which, if you don't know, is that train that I believe runs all the way from Miami up into uh, Central Florida through uh, MCO and was going to." Not be the replacement for MC for uh, Disney's Magical Express, but it was kind of like Magical Express is going away, but we're going to get this cool train that's going to get everybody from the airport over to the Disney Springs area. So we talked about this after we recorded last week's shows because we kind of we talked about this after we finished recording. And initially it was like, oh, my gosh, they pulled out totally. But what we're finding out a little bit later, again, a few, you know, a day later or so is that it looks like it is still moving forward. It just may not be exactly on Disney property. It may be just right. outside of Disney property at Disney Springs. So mm-hmm. I don't know enough about this. Scott, did you read anything about this? Have you heard anything? I, I don't know enough yeah, about it. Yeah, honestly, like, I haven't looked too much into this, um, kind of selfishly, because I usually run a car. Or I'll do, like, mm-hmm. some service. So, the, the, I mean, if they would have done this project, then if they still do, like, if it's going to be a little off-site, you know, not necessarily at Disney Springs. I still might be interested in trying it just for like research purposes. But I was always confused about it a little bit. Like where at Disney Springs was this going to be? You know, like logistically, I look at like how Disney Springs is set up. Where's a train going to come through? You know, that always like kind of blew my mind. So this kind of makes more sense actually what they're doing now. So like I'm still all for it. And I just like have an option. So if they're if the option is still on the table, then I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I thought the same thing because the train station, even some kind of a small like depot has to be rather large i mean these tra- right. i mean if you look at the pictures of the trains these are not like little light rails these are big uh-huh. these are big trains <laughs> i mean so i don't know ricky but you've been doing a little research with this what, what are your thoughts yeah um i believe that the station uh, is potentially being uh built going to be built um on i drive um so that means that uh it it will be beneficial for all orlando area uh attractions which is kind of nice you know, I, like you, was kind of wondering, hey, where is this going to go at Disney Springs and how are they going to manage it? So, um, you know, there were a lot of questions involved with the announcement originally. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of not surprised that it's not happening. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things where I think it was going to be, in a weird way, more of a nightmare for Disney to have it at Disney Springs because... Then you have to figure out how to get people from Disney Springs to the resorts. And I mean, I'm sure they would have figured it out, but it certainly wouldn't have been the most feasible. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you got to think a bunch of people are getting off a train and now you've got to transport them to all the resorts. So, yeah, I, I and now this, you know, Disney had to do that. So now this way it's still on people to figure out how to get to the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, so... 
I don't know. I I'm I'm still cautiously optimistic about the train, and you know, I like you, Scott. I I won't be taking it because you know, unless I somehow don't for run a car. Purpose. Yeah, research for purposes. research purposes, I might. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, unless I don't run a car and or have my car, it, it's not like it's not like an option that I'll likely be taking. So. I, I, I really don't, I don't know. You know, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening when they It'd be interesting actually... if there's like a car rental like at this. At this station. I would think there would be. I would, be. I would like to do that. Yeah. I, would, I would leave the airport, yeah. psh, take the train over to get my car and then yeah. don't have to worry about driving back, you know, like drop my car off at, at, the, at the train station and psh, take the train back. Or if, it, yeah, and if it's an Alamo, I mean, you know, you can always rent the car at on Disney property yeah, or sure. vice versa, drop it off at Disney property. So um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be really interesting to see what ends up happening, but I'm not surprised that, that it's not taking place at Disney Springs anymore. No, I mean, it, it has to be for more of the general Orlando population, probably than just the Disney fan to get the, the tax payer, you know, involvement in all this. But I, you know, if you think about it, it really is going to have to turn into basically like a, like a TTC part two. I mean, it's got to right. be a hub, you know, because this in Disney Springs is a terrible. I, I understand that it's a corner of property that's closest to the airport. You're coming in from that side and you have, I, you know, you got I, uh, I-4 and everything over there and I, International Drive. It's kind of up that way, too. But the thing is, like, I mean, Disney Springs is congested. Like, dude, you do not want to be have a train just constantly dumping people off there. Not like in Disney Springs proper. I mean, it could be like a little yeah. ways down. But not there. I don't know. So that'll yeah, be like on Hotel Plaza Boulevard, it's like it gets it's really crazy. congested yeah. down there. Like you're saying, we yeah. don't need a whole bunch more people like every 15 minutes getting dropped off. Anyway, Robert's got a question here. He says, "Hey everybody, not in love with any of the table service dining at the Magic Kingdom, especially now with the increased cost. Should we venture over to Steakhouse 71 or the Grand Floridian Cafe for lunch, or just stay in the park and head to Pecos Bills?" I got my answer, but I, got my I, will, answer. I know I think we got the same one, but I'm going to go to Ricky on this one first. What'd you do, Ricky? I am not going to suggest going to Pago's Bills um, just because the last time I ate there, it was actually, and Brian even said it too, it was somewhat disappointing. Um, Without the Fixins Bar, Pecos Bills is not the same. That is true. Uh, Without the Fixins Bar, take Pecos Bills down twenty percent. Pecos Bills definitely gets knocked down. It was it was very lackluster. Uh, both of us just were like, "This is not, you know, this is not on the list anymore." You know, in a weird way, like we were just like, mm, "If I don't come back to Pecos Bills for a while, I'm okay." Because the the Fixins Bar really did make Pecos Bills what it was. So uh, with that, I would say if you want to stay in the park, I would choose a different counter service place. Uh, or you could go to Steakhouse 71 because I think that that's a really good option. Um, or you could always go over. I'm going to give you a counter service option at the Polynesian Captain Cook's. It's super awesome. I love their food. They, their pulled pork nachos are fire. So, you know, that's going to be my suggestion. I know that's not what you asked. But I'm throwing that into the ring. So it's either Steakhouse 71 or Captain Cooks. All right. We will we will allow it. Okay, right. good. Okay. Good. Scott, what do you have? Because I think we're I mean, I think we have the same answer, Mike. So and I already saw someone in the chat already throw it out there. But uh I'm going to leave the Magic Kingdom. I'm going to take a boat over because the boats are the greatest thing ever. Yes. This is the greatest mode of transportation. And I'm going to go to the Grand Floridian and have lunch at Gasparilla. Okay. Because, um, or you could do Grand Floridian Cafe. See, I, I was going Grand Floridian Cafe because they just have a killer lunch. I mean, oh they my do. gosh, that's a good but lunch. Like, 
I, I don't know. I have this connection to Gasparilla now due to like those early days of the pandemic. Like, you know, you're wearing your mask all day. We would just take the boat over and then they would just have all this, like they would just blast you with air conditioning. I remember the first time I walked in, I was like, my mobile order isn't ready yet. They probably saw how like red my face was from like the heat. They're like, sir, just take you and your family. Just take your mask off. Just have a seat over here. Just relax a little bit. Enjoy the air conditioning. We'll bring your food out when the mobile order is ready. And like, that just became my thing now. Like that's my magic kingdom day. Like I leave on a boat, I go to Gasparilla and have a counter service lunch. It's really enjoyable, but you can't go wrong with a grand Floridian cafe over there as well. Like you were saying, Mike. Yeah. Either one. Cause Gasparilla is, I mean, it's like a step above for counter service. I mean, it's the grand Floridian though. And but are you taking a boat? Or are you going to do the monorail over? Dude, I, you could walk too. I mean, if you wanted, you to. could walk. It's what, a, what's it's your a beautiful night? What's, I, what, but I do like those little boat, the little boats, the launches. Those are sweet. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Yeah, that. Yeah, I would take a boat. I would totally take a boat. And by the way, shout out just because it's on my mind right now to cast member star at Disney Cruise Line, who I just spoke with for about thirty minutes, and it was only supposed to be about a two minute call. But we got talking because I talk to Star all the time when I make reservations over at Cruise Line, and she's one of my favorites. And she was telling me all these stories about when she used to work the front desk at the Grand Floridian Cafe, and her mom actually worked at the Grand, or at, she not the Grand Floridian Cafe, at the Grand Floridian at the desk. Her mom was actually a housekeeper before her at the Grand, and she told me a story about how when she was star herself was working at the Grand front desk, and Princess Diana was a guest at the Grand oh, Floridian. Wow. That so apparently Princess Diana was going up that Grand staircase. In the rule states, there's like, I guess, I don't know if it's a written rule or unwritten rule. We were laughing about this. I was like, I don't know. But when a princess is going, this is, I mean, she's a real princess, right? I mean, she's this a is, real this princess. is, this this is, is like Jasmine or something. Yeah. I mean, this is for real. She was going up that big staircase, right, at the Grand. And apparently nobody else is allowed to be on any of the steps while a princess is on said staircase, I guess. I don't know. This is what Star was telling me. Well, apparently her mom was working at that time and she had a little her star's younger sister was like real little at the time and she was late getting off so she was she cut across the staircase to get out of the out of the lobby because she had to get home to get to her daughter and so like everybody freaked out and you know star's mom apparently was like i didn't know and i you know i got to get to my daughter I, you know is the stairs oh you're supposed to go down them so she was cracking up i was cracking i love star she's one of the greatest cast members are awesome when you get to talk to them she was telling me that story, but I mean, you know, how cool is that she got to interact with Princess Diane at the Grand Floridian? That's pretty cool. That's incredible. Really interesting. She Holy me, cow. She told me some stories about Frank Gifford, how you used to go to the spa. I was like, it was, oh, dude, it was a great call. I was just like, just keep telling me all these stories. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, I kind of want to watch, like, go back and just, I'm going to watch movies so differently now when there's a princess in to see if there's any staircases. <laughs> and, and if anyone, I'm thinking like Cinderella, like, well, and she's not a princess yet, but like, I think she's the only one on the stairs and when she loses the slipper. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's what I told her. I was like, I'd have done the same thing as your mom, but I'd have just been like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I'm about like, the Royal Secret Service would have taken me out for sure. Okay, Kevin's got That's a question awesome. here in the inbox. He says, Mike, I'm currently taking a midday break at our room at the Boardwalk. I just devoured the crumb cake from the Boardwalk Bakery. Good call, Mike. Massive, delicious, and a great value. I'm telling you, that is my new go-to snack. Boardwalk Bakery, the crumb cake, it's only like $3.50. This thing is like a quarter of a cake, and it is so thick, and it is, oh, it's amazing. Anyway, here's what he says. Thought of a show idea for you guys last night. While walking to the bus stop, I see our Animal Kingdom bus pulling away. We ended up waiting 30 minutes for the next one. Disney's missing a golden opportunity, a golden opportunity for the next way to make you pay for something. 
I would have quickly pulled out my phone and hit the magic button for the bus to stop so we could hop on if there was one, if there was a spot. In that moment, I honestly would have paid 10 to 20 bucks to hop on. It's okay. The emergency brake. Yeah, we'd never, you'd never get home. That thing would be like, you'd be pulling away. And then you'd be like, okay, we're in the clear. And then like, what if you're on the bus and be like, nope, I, I veto that. (laughs) Yeah. Then I'll be like, I'll pay $30. It's like an auction at that point. (laughs) Then it's, yeah, it is. Can I get, can I get 40? Can I get 40 to get back to your bed? Can I get 40 to get back to your bed? I got 50 to get, to let three people on. I got 50. It reminds me of like dueling pianos. Like so, here in town, we used to have a dueling piano bar where they they would play like the Michigan State fight song, and then like someone paid twenty dollars for them to play U of M, oh, and then another God. group would pay like, no, we're paying you forty dollars to play Michigan State. Like those piano players made a killing those nights. <laughs> that's a great idea, dude. That's a great hack for dueling pianos. Pay me more. I'll play the opposing school song. I'll play the other fight song, dude, and then people are just bundling idea. all their money oh together. God, Here's two hundred dollars. <laughs> play the Michigan They're State like, fight I'm song. Loaded. I'm just, I don't even care about football. I could care less. I'm just yeah. playing whatever. Okay. Here's what he says though. Show idea. So we may do this as a full show. Apparently, he says frustrating moments at Walt Disney World that you would have been willing to pay money for to fix in a moment's notice if Disney made this possible. Thanks for putting out quality episodes every single week. Enjoy your upcoming trip to Disneyland, Kevin. So can you think of anything off the top of your head? And I was thinking about this for our listeners. Like if they put these on Twitter, again, at Mike, I'll retweet them so we can kind of all just this week because we'll be watching our Twitter as we're at Disneyland. Like, what is something, like, real creative that you could put into a tweet that everybody else would enjoy seeing that I could retweet? Like, is, Ricky, can you think of something where, in, like, the moment, you're like, God, Disney, like, I would pay 20 bucks right now to solve this problem. I, I would throw money at this if Disney would take money for this problem. <laughs> you, have you ever had something like that? That's great. I, I can't mean, believe we're talking about I'm going to be perfectly honest. I would pay money if I didn't have to participate in the uh, park reservation system. <laughs> I would. Uh, yeah. so, look, I will pay you money. Just don't make me make a reservation. It's fine. I just don't want to wor- worry about it. So <laughs> So you would pay money to go back to what we normally do. Yes, have at this to, point, This is like I a would. quadruple negative kind of situation <laughs> like it's yeah. i don't want to give disney the idea because i feel like they'd be like haha we got you now but i mean at this point i would pay money to not have to deal with the park well i mean the funny thing is like i think it run disney and like i mean they charge money to like improve your corral to like get through the queue which takes your breath away every time you get to sign up for a race like that's one of the things i'm like i throw money at that but you can like i mean they've given you that with club, club run disney and stuff like so I, they've they've kind of thought of ways to monetize a lot of things. What about you, Scott? Is anything percolating in your brain? I mean, I kind of have a scenario. Like, so here's the scenario: you're you're at you're at Hollywood Studios, and you know you just got off a ride, and you have a kid that's just like, or it could be you, Mike. It could be me, where we're just like, oh my god, I'm so hungry. Like, let me get off the app for ABC Commissary. I got to get my buffalo chicken sandwich. And then you see like your time isn't available or you book it and you say, I'm here and you're waiting like 20 minutes. Sometimes I just want that sandwich in my hands right now. So I would like to pay like maybe a, maybe a premium, like an extra five to $10 to get my food. When I say I'm here, I want it now. You know, I know they're making them back there. They got them readily available. Just let me cut the line a little bit so I can get my sandwich right now. Dude, be, yeah, that, that is, I mean, but God, that's just terrible. Because well, what well, you have a kid that's just like hanger, like they're, they're about to kid, blow up. That's you me. Know your that's, kid better. Yeah, that's me. It's you. <laughs> 
That's true. But I don't want that option because I will do that every single time. I will be broke. And I yeah, hate it's like a it's like a three ninety nine like convenience fee to get it now. Oh dude, I'd be just, I'd be like, dang, my, my buffalo chicken sandwich is now four bucks more expensive. Like this is that's but, how it is. But you know you've been in that situation where there's just like oh, a yeah. backup or whatever. Yeah. I this happened to me in Magic Kingdom at Friars Nook. It was breakfast time. They like they never shut off their, their window time. So like everyone just like booked a breakfast sandwich. You know, like I mean, they like triple booked everyone. I waited forty minutes just to get like a, a an egg sandwich. You know, it was it was insane. I mean, I you guys paid... remember how long the waits were on October first for food? I mean, yeah. Like... Yeah. You know, Florence and, you know, the Shine Golds and stuff like that, they waited at least an hour to an hour and a half, basically, for food at Pecos Bills. So I bet they would have paid money for that one. This is like grease in the palm, but like, you know, it's like just right there. Yeah, like, it's, in the palm. Like, that's exactly what this is, but it's like right there. Just push the button. We're going to let you. I like Can I have idea. my sandwich now, please? Exactly. Scotty G, you've skipped the line. But everybody, here's the thing. They got to out you. They got to be like this cat. I know everybody else is hungry, but he paid five extra bucks. So boo. People throwing <laughs> steak fries at you as you walk to your table. <laughs> exactly. By the way, you just scared me to death when you did that with your mic. And if somebody was on a treadmill, they probably just about fell off. Because that, that went right in, that went through my ears right into my soul. I thought God was talking to me there for a second. <laughs> so that was pretty, that was our, that was our attempt of, uh, of spatial audio right there for, oh your, my gosh. for your Wednesday. Okay. We, we can't do this so often. Okay. William's got a question. This is a great question when this one came into the inbox. I love this. It says, Hey Mike, recently found your podcast and have pretty much binge listen to every episode I can get on Spotify. I've noticed you ring a bell periodically on the podcast. Oh, and no. on a recent trip report, the traveler told you to ring your bell. What do you ring your bell for? <laughs> question keep up the great work the podcast makes every kilometer i run a little shorter will and apparently kilometers are shorter than miles so you're not going as far no just kidding no we go. love it you didn't tell us where you listen will so let us know please do and i appreciate that you listen on spotify that is awesome and so when this email came through i, I read it to my wife and i said this, I, I love this podcast because you really never ever know what you're going to get when people write in or, you know, see in the parks or whatever. And so I said, here's the email. Like, Will wants to know, like, I have this bell and, and I ring it. But he wants to know why I ring the bell. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we, I know we do it for charcuterie. Yes. Yes. And I think we do it also for baseline tap house because uh, that would make sense. Yes. <laughs> and so here's, I'll, I'll tell you actually what it is. And actually, okay, for, for just Okay, the history of the bell. I can't believe we're talking about this. It used to be the Tower of Terror bell, which I bought at the Tower of Terror, but I'm terrible at hitting it. Like, it's very inconsistent. Yeah, he's not good. Like, if you hit yeah. it too hard, it does that. Yeah. You got to you gotta really have a light touch. Okay, so that, that was a pretty good one. Right? That was pretty. That was that a pretty good one. See, I, I learned how to, how to hit the Tower of Terror bell. You got to just light tap. You should ring the bell because you just ring the Tower of Terror bell so well. I, yeah, I know. But yeah, I should here, so I'll do that. But see, what I've done is I've got a new mixer about, about a year, six months ago or so. Oh. I've digitized the bell, so now the bell is handy. I can just, boom, hit the red button, and I got a bell anytime I want. So that made it easier, but I'll be honest. I've ripped it off from another podcast. And if you listen okay. to Rob has a podcast who does a lot of survivor and big brother recaps, anytime there's like a good point brought up on the podcast. Yeah. You get the bell. So when everybody says something that is poignant or I agree with, or is just something that is smart, 
doesn't mean you're always going to get it. Maybe sometimes I can't reach it and I just don't think about it. But if I think about it, you will get a bell. So there you go. Yeah, sometimes you fall off the chair because you're laughing so hysterically. You know, yes. and like Ron, you just can't get it. Rhonda Lee in the live chat says, I once got a bell for her joke. And she just got a bell right there for her comment. <laughs> and now people are like, I really wish you'd stop it with the yeah, bell. Like, I'll tell you what, the first time you ring that bell, though, when I was on a call with you, it was so yeah. loud. Well, see, like, yeah. I just about jumped off my seat. So, by the way, too, the, the, the bell has its own volume slider now. So that's very nice. And sometimes, like, one time my little nephew came down. He's four. And, dude, he's, he's like just a wrecking ball. When he comes through and, like, he must have come over and hit the sliders because this mixer is, like, up higher than the other mixer. And, yeah, I wasn't paying attention. I hit the bell, and the thing was, like, on eight. It was like, oh, because I keep it on, like, two. Yeah, so that that's there. there is the bell. Yeah, it's like an easy button, Alan says. It's kind of like, it does kind of look like the easy button. I'll, I'll, po I'll post this on Twitter, a picture of the, uh, the, the bell pad where I do all this stuff. So, uh, let's see. People were saying what they would pay money for. Uh, let's see here. I want to go back and pick those up real quick. Lisa said, because they just came in. I would pay uh, to make my three fast passes at once. So, again, to go back to what we had five years ago, <laughs> sad. Uh, Peg says, I'd pay money for a five Scotty rated bathroom. So, five SG bathroom. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like that. And uh, Paul says, I'd pay for fast lane festival booths. What about, like, yeah, for, like, lightning lanes for the festival booths? That's, dude, right. that, that could happen. Easy. I could totally Off see subject that. from the what you paid for, but I, I'm that. just thinking, Mike, you get to rate some new bathrooms with new SG. Oh, that's oh, yeah. true. Dude, yeah, every that's time, true. every bathroom I go to, I'm going to have to come out. We're going to have to come to a uh, consensus on the bathrooms. Yes, I like okay, it. We'll yeah. see. Okay, Paul's I, got a running quote. Oh, go ahead, Ricky. I was going to say, I think that that, the back to the food booth thing, uh, yeah, I agree that with that. Totally sometimes those lines are ridiculously long, and I'm just like, you know what? Never mind. I don't want food that bad. Cool. I will go to another booth that does not have a long line. It's, like, it's I just don't... going to be like the attractions, though, Ricky. So I'm like, I'm still with you, and not to make this in the fast pass. I don't like fast passes. No, I, I want everything to be standby. Yes. So could you imagine, though, like in the Mexico? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. you would stand there for two hours. You would never go anywhere if people I mean, doing like they had it at La Cava? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Everybody would pay for it, and you'd be waiting in the same line. You want to Especially because once you have your first shot at tequila, dude, you're defaying anything. You're never leaving. Second one, <laughs> exactly, dude. They're like, oh, it just doubled yeah. in price. I don't care. Give it to me. I'm yeah. good. Let's go. <laughs> for real, that'd be that's dangerous. Okay, Paul's got a question. Running question: Is there a resort that is better for the runs? I'm booked at the Riv in April of 2023 <laughs> for springtime surprise. Man, you got such a bad. That, my first, we're talking running. You're so terrible. Sorry. Again, Ricky strikes. I'm going to start again. Running question: Is there a resort that is better for running? I've bu I'm booked at the Riv in April of 2023 for springtime surprise. My first Disney run. Is there a better resort for me to waitlist, or should I stay at the Riv? I'll be honest, running at the Riv is awesome because you get to run around that lake between the Riv and uh, Caribbean Beach. That's about a mile around, and it's a great place to run. I wouldn't switch, and the Riv is great. I mean, Scott, you've run there too. I, I mean, there's yeah, but I, I like. But he's booked for springtime surprise, so I think he's talking about like, maybe going to the races and, instead of running at the resort. Oh, you mean? Oh, I was thinking about running at the resort. It's so yeah, that's the thing people always ask about where to stay. I think it doesn't matter because you get the bus transportation from any resort equally. I'd say stay at the resort you like. Yeah. Do you think the same? I, I never think I like about that too. I, I will say I do kind of have a favorite though. I do like staying at like Port Orleans or Old Key West because when you leave, 
Epcot, like after, because when you're done with the race, you get on the bus, you just want to get in and shower, you know, you want a quick shower, yeah. get ready to go. And I swear, it's like a three minute ride from there. Like you're like zip, zip, boom. Cause like where the buses are stationed is right across the street from where Oki West is. You're there in like two to three minutes. It's super quick. So I kind of like those um, just for like, you know, quick shower purposes. But yeah, you can't, you can't lose any of the resorts. You kind of just stay at the one that you like the most. He's asking, he says more based on transportation, but the Riv, you're right there. I mean, you're really close to Epcot and well, spring surprise. Was that based out of Epcot? I can't remember. Where, yeah, it was. So right? we, I mean, you don't know though because we don't. They could change the races. Surprise. But yeah, it was the tower, the tower ten miler, and the, and the ten k. We're we're at Epcot. Yeah, yeah. In the ribs. Yeah, I would stay there. I mean, it's a great hotel. You're gonna be fine. That'd be great. All right, Sarah's got a question here. Hey, Mike, longtime listener. Thanks for help planning. Uh, thanks for all the planning help. We have an upcoming early September trip and are planning to have a small gift ready each morning for the kids to get them excited for the park we're headed to a t-shirt and a park map, that kind of thing, etc. For our Epcot day, we wanted to gift them a Remy's hide and squeak game and thought it would be fun for them to get the map when they wake up and start playing right away. When we get to world showcase while the adults grab a drink and a snack. My question is, do the maps I see all over eBay work for this? Or is there another responsible way to pre-purchase the game before we get into Epcot that will still let them collect the prize at the end? Thanks, Sarah. Has anybody done Remy's? Uh, Sky I do those, all, I do those all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sucker for those things. I, I love those treasure hunts. Yeah, I haven't done it. So well, yeah. what do you think about that? I mean, do, do you think you get I mean, you wouldn't online? be able to pre-purchase it. So, I mean, you could do something like where you could could kind of make your own if you like you know are creative enough or if you found one on etsy or ebay like i i wouldn't want to necessarily go that route i would just it's, it's tricky you would just almost need like someone you know like ahead of time like pre-purchase the map for you or if you spend another day at epcot and you can like kind of sneak in there and have someone buy a couple maps beforehand but um yeah it's really more like a you have to have it in your you got to purchase that at epcot first really before you can mm -hmm. you can hand it out do people sell yeah. those on eBay? I mean, I guess people do. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, guess they do. I mean, I didn't think about that. For collection I mean, I, purposes, yeah. people would, yeah. Yeah, I, bet yeah I didn't think about them doing it on eBay, too. But, but a cool thing you could they... do is because, like, you kind of know where they're all at. Like, I've seen people do this. They'll play the, the treasure games without the map. Right. Because like, someone came up to us once asking where one was, and they would they kind of, like, made their own map. Yeah. You know, you took, like, a like a park map and kind of circled certain things or whatever. So you can still have fun playing the game. You just wouldn't have the stickers or the prize. But uh, so yeah. that's a creative thing you could do too. I wouldn't buy it off eBay for, you know, a couple of reasons. One, I, I don't like don't to encourage it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to encourage eBay pirates Two, um, I, you never know if you are buying one that has been used in the sense of like, all they have to do is like stamp the back and, you know, they don't even have to complete the, you know, the, the, the circle to, um, to, to get their prize. So they just, what they do is they stamp the back of it um so if it's been stamped and they don't you know show that the back has been stamped you you're not getting a price so right. you you've bought a map that doesn't even allow you to to really do that so all, all you're doing is buying a map with stickers you know so when like scott said you can you can do that easy for free you know so yeah. um i i would just buy the map when you get to the park and i know that you want to do it as a you know giveaway for when you wait, they wake up, but uh, 
maybe there's something else that yeah, I would get them some other kind or, of little token until they yeah. get to the park and they get it at the park. It just that that just eliminates all that worry about pre-ordering. What are you going to get? You know, what kind yeah. of person you're working with? Just get them a little stuffed Remy, you know, figure yeah. or something. You know, just something. something you know, it's like you're going to do some kind of like a like a magnifying glass. You know, something like that. Something cheap. Yeah. Something yeah. ratatouille themed, maybe you know you can find it, you know, the dollar stop, you know, spot or something along those lines. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't. But I hope you have fun doing it. Yeah, so like, it's. A lot I of love fun. doing these, and my daughter, she's fourteen now, and we still love doing this. And we always do the same thing. We always take a photo of her with her map in her hand, pointing at whether it's Orange Bird, Remy, Spike, whoever the character is for that festival, and then we do this like photo collage of her pointing at all of them. It's like it's always for like a little cute, fun photo. So. I'm sure you probably already had that in a, an idea bank, but I would I recommend like doing a photo at each stop because that's pretty fun too. All right, shout out to Dennis who is in the air watching us from the plane on his way home from his wonderful Alaska cruise on the Disney. This looked awesome. Wonder. He was sharing it in the Discord, man. I oh, love to seeing those photos. Dude. Unreal, unreal. Someday I got to get up there. And our final question of the day is from Peg, who is hanging out with us today live on Facebook. Says, "I don't run, but I do walk." Can you walk a Disney race without getting swept by the balloon ladies? How fast do you need to be? So typically what I say for your like practicing to get ready for a run Disney event, if you want to walk, if you can stick to like a 16 and a half minute mile, you're probably going to be fine. But I would try to stick to like a 16 minute mile, which is a, that's a walking pace for a lot of people, but it's a brisk walk. It's a, it's a brisk, yeah, it's a yeah. brisk walk. I mean, it's not a, it's not a stroll. It's You're a, six foot four, man. Like yeah, that's like a that's nothing for you, but those long legs. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, it it, but it can be walked. But I mean, it is a it's it's a power walk. It's a brisk walk. It's a you're definitely exerting a lot. It's a it's an aerobic activity. But yeah, you. I mean, there are lots and lots of people that do walk. Now, if you've never done a run Disney event, I would say to maybe sign up for a five k first because they do not have balloon ladies in the five k, so you don't have to have that pressure on yourself. But, you know, if you really want to do a 10K, you know, just get out there and you could you could train yourself to walk that that pace, I think. And really, you get a little bit of a buffer if you can get up a little bit. Now, if you're right in front of the balloon ladies, the pressure's on from the get go. But um, I don't know, Scott, what do you think? Because, you know, you've you've you know seen that. Yeah. We've been in a ton of these races and we've seen all kinds of people walk and run and run, walk, everything. Yeah, I was actually surprised you said 16 and a half because I was going to go the opposite. I was like, if you can train for a 15 and a half minute mile, then you got the buffer, you know, yeah, but that, to your point, that is like a really quick walk. You it know, is, like, I is. mean, you're going to have to do some kind of small little bit of running intervals, I think, to hit that hit that pace. But yeah, just yeah, train for like that 16 minute mile. Mike was saying for walking and then just even if you're in the Alaska route, try the inch your way up because yeah, what they'll do the is front. they'll do these they'll yeah. do these waves. So if you're in like starting group d if that's the last one try to inch your way up especially if you're one person it's kind of easier if you're if you're not part of a big group inch your way up as close as you can so you can kind of get a little bit of a buffer there but yeah 10k half marathon full marathon i always do those in like 16 and a half minutes i don't run with mike anymore because he'll kill me out there if i try to run his <laughs> face done. yeah I just so, I, so i go to turtle space i try to enjoy it a little bit more or else i'm dying if i run with mike these days i might run another one with him again we'll we see we will we will someday yeah, yeah we'll do it but, but yeah um, definitely I, give it a shot but yeah though. like yeah I, I definitely do the 16 and a half pace that mike's talking about um i just like to get a little bit out in the head first and then i'm then i'm comfortable the rest of the race and what i've noticed too is a lot of times when you get to the race you kind of get amped up you get a little energy you get a little adrenaline flowing and you can go a little faster than you're expecting on race day yeah. so uh that, that sure. always happens to me which is crazy i'm always excited 
Um, so then that'll probably happen to you as well. So we like to see you out there, Peg. Give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. All right, that's going to do it for today. Thanks for hanging with us here on a Wednesday. I uh, got to get back down that monorail slide one more time here at the pool. I know it's a rough wind. I love it. I finally get to Wednesday and I'm actually not working. I'm at Disneyland with my guy, Scott, with my family. Oh, man. So follow at B-O-G-P at D-L. We're going to be posting everything there. So follow along. And uh, the, the fun continues through Friday night. All right, don't forget today's show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan a great Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link, Prime Day, coming up July 12th. If you're going to be shopping on Prime Day, our Amazon link works on that day. So get those specials and use our link. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And also, please support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. And a huge shout out to our awesome patrons who make all of this podcasting possible. Give Ricky a follow. She's at Ricky Nibs, R-I-K-K-I-N-I-B-S. Give Scott a follow at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike, so give me a follow on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, follow the show on Facebook and YouTube to search for the Be Our Guest podcast. If you don't mind and you have a little time this week, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd sure appreciate that because those kind words help us spread the word about the podcast. And we love putting the show out, and we love finding new listeners like you just found out today. It's great. William, running his kilometers, wondering what the bell is all about. I don't know. I still don't know. But, you know, hey, William, one more time. You get a bell. There you go. All right. We're going to get out of here and we'll be back again on Friday. And we're back to that little mini series that we have going on where we're breaking down your Walt Disney World day. We talked about the morning. In the morning, you got to set up those lightning lanes. You got to set up your uh, virtual queues if you have those. You got to think about what you're going to wear in the morning. You got to get your breakfast. You got to think about transportation to get to the parks. What about? midday not as much happening in the midday but middays are still pretty important so we're going to talk about that on friday's podcast but until then for ricky and scott i'm mike wishing you a great midweek stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you real soon you've been listening to the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast if you have questions comments or would like to be a guest on the show please visit our website at be our guest thanks for listening and we'll see you real soon